Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you on this January 14th, praying that you're having a blessed, happy, and a holy day, my friends, and thanking you for taking some time out of your day and out of the busyness of your day to share this hour with me and all of our domestic church media family gathered you know, we used to say from, uh, you know, within our listing areas, we used to say from coast to coast, from when we went uh, from the Atlantic to the Delaware. But now, my goodness, we're all over the place. Thanks be to God. And so wherever you're listening, I thank you for being with me today. No video today. I had to pre-record the program a little earlier today as I have an appointment this afternoon. So there's no video right now. But uh, uh, coming to you on this January 14th, 2019, and today... Uh, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to share with you some teachings from Holy Father. Uh, over the weekend, of course, we celebrated the Feast of the Baptism of, of the Lord, so I want to share some of that homily with you, as uh, traditionally the Holy Fathers have been doing for a number of years now, baptizing babies in the Sistine Chapel, and Pope Francis did that on Sunday. He also gave a beautiful Angelus message. And then I'm going to go back to January 1st, because um, I, I didn't share the homily with you uh, last week, but... On January 1st, the Feast of the uh, Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, Pope Francis gave a beautiful teaching on the Blessed Mother, and I want to share that with you as well. We will get to all of that in just a little bit, but right now, my brothers and sisters, I'm inviting you to join me and all of our family uh, gathered from across uh, our very wide listening areas around the world to come together to pray with and for each other. And you know, my friends, as I've shared with you often, we do have listeners from other parts of the country and other parts of the world. So you never know who's listening and a wonderful prayer family out there. So ready, willing, and able to pray with you and for you. So I do invite you to raise up all of your special prayer intentions, whatever they are. as we join our hearts and minds together as one right now, united as the people of God, the mystical body of Christ to share in our faith and to believe in the power of prayer. For whatever your special intentions, requests, prayer needs are, let's join together right now to pray with and for each other for these intentions. And I also will begin by praying our prayer for the new year, still in the new year, uh, just a couple weeks into it. So we're still praying for a blessed new year and um, also for all of your intentions, whatever they are. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O sacred and adorable Trinity, hear our prayers on behalf of our Holy Father, the Pope, our bishops, our clergy, and for all who are in authority over us. Bless, we beseech thee, during the coming year, the whole Catholic Church convert heretics and unbelievers. Soften the hearts of sinners so that they may return to thy friendship 
Give prosperity to our country and peace among the nations of the world. Pour down thy blessings upon our friends, relatives, and acquaintances, and upon our enemies, if we have any. Assist the poor and the sick. Have pity on the souls of those whom this past year hast taken from us. And do thou be merciful to those who, during the coming year, will be summoned before thy judgment seat. May all our actions be preceded by thy inspiration and carried on by thy assistance, so that all our prayers and works, having been begun in thee, may likewise be ended through thee. And we pray our prayers that Holy Father asked us to pray uh, over, over a year and a half ago, praying to St. Michael the Archangel and also the beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium prayer. And Holy Father asked us to specifically pray to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, as always, my brothers and sisters, I thank you for praying together, for joining me on this day as we come together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 4 to 5 o'clock live on these domestic church media outlets and also repeat the program on those same days at 10 o'clock. And I know there are many of you who listen to the repeat uh, broadcast, so thanks for that. And again, highly encouraging you to continue to send us your prayer requests, your prayer intentions, Uh, So much going on, so much to be thankful for, uh, so much vision ahead of us for the year 2020. You know, I, in my prayer, and I go into the chapel here where we have our Lord reserved in the tabernacle, all of your prayer requests that you have sent us uh, throughout the Advent Christmas season up to this very day are in the chapel. We put them in a special prayer basket before the tabernacle, uh, and I pray in my morning, evening prayer for you, for your intentions I go through them, and just know that you're being prayed for on a regular basis. So please keep those prayer intentions coming in. Also, my brothers and sisters, thank you to all of you who so generously responded to our December uh, fundraising effort. Uh, we set a goal of seventy-five thousand. We raised about s- close to sixty-nine thousand. Thanks be to God for that, and um, hoping that that will. Uh, kind of soften the the blow that we feel in uh, January and February when donations drop off. Uh, every year it happens. It's because of, I'm sure, the Christmas people are so generous in December. And then those Christmas bills start coming in the beginning of the year. So uh, donations do uh, wane a little bit. But we're hoping that the uh, generosity that we received in December will help to alleviate some of that shortfall that we feel this month and next month and even into March. But we are so uh, excited about what this year holds. There's so much to be done, so much great work to be done uh, through 
our efforts here at Domestic Church Media in both our radio broadcasts and other, hopefully other media uh, projects that we have uh, been planning and praying about, being led in by the Lord, I believe, to continue to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible in many wide and varied ways of disseminating that. There's so much technology available to us these days, and we want to stay on top of that. We want to be able to use all that is available to us to bring the Word of God out into the world. You know, this is actually heeding the call of our Lord's Great Commission before he ascended into heaven, when he told the disciples, go out into the whole world. And, of course, you know, last night, Cheryl was talking about um, uh, the um, the uh, the way, the uh, I can't think of the name of the Spanish name, in, in Spain, the, 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 the uh, route that people take to the uh, church where St. James is buried. There was that movie called The Way, and I can't think of the name of the actual trail in the trail or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, we were talking about that. And we were talking about St. James being buried in Spain because that's where he went to evangelize. And we know the apostles, when our Lord ascended into heaven, went to the various locations around the world, in their world, their part of the world, to evangelize, to bring the word of God, to bring the, the beautiful message of salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And we're doing that every day here, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, heeding that great commission to bring the Word of God out into the world, the Word who is Jesus himself. And these days, my brothers and sisters, as you know, we need Jesus now more than we ever needed him before, I believe, as Holy Father said just a couple years ago. There's so much work to be done, and we're so honored and humbled that the Lord allows us to do this work, and we're so thankful and grateful for you, every single one of you, by your prayers and your continued generosity to help us do this great work. The world needs Jesus, doesn't doesn't it? The world is in such desperate need of Jesus Christ. The world has become so secularized, so paganized, and has in so many ways eliminated any awareness of God out of the culture. We know God is still here. God is, always was, and always will be. The Alpha and the Omega, he's not going anywhere. We have to convert hearts to him. We have to open hearts and minds to the way of Jesus Christ, who came to us, sent by the Father, to lead us back home to the Father's house, to show us and teach us everything we need to get there. And it's my prayer on a regular basis, my friends, that when we come to you here and through all the programs that we bring you, that hearts and minds are being opened to that great message of hope and salvation. So thank you for that as we, you know, only a couple weeks into this new year, but uh, in my own personal prayer and and some things that I've been really feeling led in and called to, and we'll share them with you along the way as we go through this year, some exciting things coming up to be able to share with you these ideas and to, to use the gifts that God gives us to bring his word out to even more people every day. So I'll keep you posted. We have a couple of exciting things coming up over the next couple of months that I'm very, very uh, thankful for. And also then, of course, as we enter into the spring, you know, we're going to have our spring radiothon, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. So mark your calendars for that. It's always a lot of fun, always exciting to see if we can meet our goal. And we'll announce that uh, somewhere down the road. We have a 
a couple of meetings coming up this month to plan uh, that event, and uh, very excited about all of that. So thanks to all of you for your continued prayers, your continued support. I can't tell you how much it means to to Cheryl and me and all of us here at Domestic Church Media. You know, the some of the uh, the cards and letters and emails we received throughout Christmas time, uh, very heartwarming, very touching, very special to us. So thank you for your support. Thank you for confirming us in the work we're doing, continuing to confirm us in the work we do. Because it's all for God's greater glory. That's all. Not about us, not about, not about any individual or any anybody else. It's, it's about giving glory to God through this great work. So thank you for all of your prayers and all of your support. Let's go to uh, Holy Father. And as I said, I have a few things lined up here. Uh, you know, he baptized, uh, this is a tradition in the in Rome by the Holy Father, this long-standing tradition. The Holy Father on Sunday celebrated Mass for the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord in the Sistine Chapel on Sunday. And, uh, you know, we celebrated that day with our Lord's uh, baptism in the Jordan River by his cousin, St. John the Baptist. Uh, during the Mass and the baptisms, the Holy Father baptized more than 30 children born in the past year to families of Vatican employees and diplomats accredited to the Holy See. In his homily, immediately before the baptism ceremony, the Holy Father recalled the words of Jesus when asked by John why the Lord was coming to him to be baptized. Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all justice. Baptizing a child, the Holy Father said, is an act of justice, because in baptism we give him or her a treasure. We give them a pledge the Holy Spirit, he said. It's important to baptize children so that they grow up with the power of the Holy Spirit. So think about that. You know, this month I, I celebrate my baptism day, and I hope each and every one of you knows what day you were baptized. Because that, you know, we celebrate our birthday, which is great. Some people, I think, especially over the last generation or so, can even identify the day they were conceived because of natural family planning and other other methods used. And our birthday is important, of course. We celebrate that every year. But we should also celebrate with enormous joy our baptismal day because that's the day that we were brought into Christ. That's the day that our parents and our godparents who stood up for us if we were baptized as an infant, especially, those beautiful waters of baptism poured over our heads, washing away the stain of original sin. We were given our Christian name. We were baptized into Christ. And Holy Father points this out, saying that because in baptism we were given a great treasure, a pledge, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Father said it's so important that we are baptized because then we grow up with the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, Cheryl and I kind of alluded to it on Friday's program. Uh, when our youngest son, Anthony, was baptized, the summer before, he was born on December 1st, and we, he was baptized on January 10th, which that year, January 10th was a Sunday. It was the actual feast of the baptism of the Lord. So we thought, what a great day to have Anthony baptized. 
And the summer before that, just a few months before he was born, my parents were on pilgrimage in the Holy Land. And my mom brought back a jar of water from the Jordan River. So we had Anthony baptized on the feast of the baptism of the Lord with actual water from the Jordan River that my mom had brought back with her from pilgrimage. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing knowing that our son was being baptized with the same waters that John the Baptist was baptizing in the same waters that our Lord was baptized with. And it's, it's, it's so much more than just a symbolic ritual. As a sacrament, the, the form and matter are so important. And what the sacrament brings, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit into the soul of this individual being baptized, receiving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who will give us the power that we need in our life in this great journey of conversion. And Holy Father reminded those on Sunday who were having their children baptized and reminds us all right now as I share his words with you that this is a great treasure that we were given by our parents in our baptism, a great treasure, because we have the pledge of the Holy Spirit and grow up with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Holy Father urged those attending there, the parents, to take care that the children grow up with the light, with the power of the Holy Spirit through catechesis, assistance, teaching, and the example given at home. Again, pointing out to the parents the enormity of the responsibility of their parenthood. I was sharing uh, recently with someone. I remember growing up, you know, and I'm very blessed to have grown up in in a good, holy, Catholic, Italian Catholic home. We had statues and we had pictures and, uh, my mom and dad were faithful in, in themselves attending Mass and ensuring that we all attended Mass. In fact, they, they sacrificed it enormously just to allow us to go to Catholic schools. And we all went to Catholic schools from kindergarten to high school. And I was blessed to even go to uh, Seton Hall University, a Catholic university. So it was part of our family culture. And I remember... One, not one time, but many times, and my dad uh, used to wear uh, a hat in the winter, <laughs> like a little fedora, you know. He wore a hat. And I remember oftentimes he'd be driving in the car, not walking, but driving in the car. And we would drive by a church, usually our church, you know, we were in the, in the, in the same town. And as we drove past the front door of the church, my father would always tip his cap. And I asked him one time why he did that. I was very young. He explained to me that we were passing the church and passing the tabernacle. And he tipped his hat to the Lord as he drove by. Can you imagine that? It's such a simple thing. 
But to this very day, so many years later, I still see him tipping his hat in the car as we drove by a church, teaching not just me, but my siblings as well, a great lesson of the reality of God's presence and our Lord's presence in the tabernacle, respect for, for that, understanding, and also just respect for the church. And Holy Father reminded the parents on Sunday as he baptized these children that he said that this is as they grow up, you know, we have to take care that they grow up with the power of the Spirit through catechesis, teaching them. Our church teaches us that parents are the first heralds of the faith to their children. We could pass it on to the CCD and prep teachers or to the catechists in our Catholic schools, but they're secondary. The primary educators and the the first heralds and primary heralds of the faith to children are their parents. And it's so important then for parents to know their faith so they can pass it on. How many times, you know, do we hear people say, you know, they and this is the domino effect of, of people leaving the church or not stopping going to Mass and, and not putting their children through a Catholic education. Of course, they want to make the sacraments. They'll have to do that. But in a lot of ways, putting their children through the sacramental preparation and having their children receive sacraments is, is basically being done just as a formality to get it done, as opposed to receiving the sacraments that will give them the grace and strength and power in this life to work their way uh, through so many difficulties and challenges that the world presents, but to ultimately and eventually be with God forever in heaven and that for which we were created. The Holy Father reminded the young parents or the parents on Sunday of this important responsibility, talking about catechesis, teaching, and example that parents give their children. He said, this is the message I want to give to you today. Again, stressing the importance to the parents that it's not just a simple ritual or a rite of passage in having a child baptized, and they may not see the inside of a church again until they make their first sacraments, their penance and reconciliation and holy communion. So we stress the importance with the parents that you're taking your children here to be baptized, which is a good thing, a great thing. But this is just the beginning. Your example, your witness, your teaching, your assistance, your catechesis with your children in living their faith and understanding the faith and learning the faith is imperative. And the Holy Father also showed his pastoral care for young families. I think this is cute. Uh, he told them, don't worry if your children make a fuss during the ceremonies. Pope Francis said, the children aren't used to coming to the Sistine Chapel. It's their first time. If they do start to cry, he said, try to make them comfortable, but don't worry if they keep it up. Pope Francis said, children are choral, <laughs> C-H-O-R-A-L. Children are choral. If one starts making noise, they all join in. He said, don't get upset. 
And I love this. When a child cries in church, it's a beautiful homily. And, you know, I, it's true. I, I think about that often because parents, young parents, shouldn't be afraid to take their children to church, to Mass. If the, if the crying or the, the fussing becomes uncontrollable, yes, you need to uh, remove them and, and calm them down, take them out to the foyer if there happens to be a cry room. But I think about the, especially these days where children are viewed by much of the culture as disposable. We see that with the horrors of abortion, infanticide, partial birth abortion, and other abuses that occur after birth. That if we hear a child cry in church, we shouldn't get annoyed or get angry. We should rejoice that the parents have taken their child to be with the Lord during the liturgy. Especially these days. I one time heard I was very, very distraught. I got to say, this is about 25 years ago. I was at a parish mission, and the uh, priest who was leading the parish mission was kind of a, a comic, did a lot of comedy when he was doing his parish mission. Talked with like a New York accent. It wasn't Father Groeschel, by the way. Father Groeschel gave beautiful parish missions. This is a priest. I, I think he's local within the tri-state area here somewhere. But I'll never forget there was a, and the church was pretty packed with older parishioners, younger parishioners, and some children. And at one point, a little baby began to cry. And father was teaching, and I'm going to say the baby cried, you know, on and off, maybe four or five minutes. And the priest stopped his teaching, and he pointed at the mom with her baby and said, ma'am, you want to take that baby and put it under glass? And he pointed to the cry room. I I just thought that was horrible. I'm sorry. Again, if a a, a child is being disruptive and uncontrollable, then you do need to remove the child from the the main church and try to console him or her, calm them down, stop them from crying. Because if you just prolonged, obviously, it it can be very distracting. But, you know, a couple of whimpers here or there or a couple of screams every now and then, uh, yelps, uh, I don't know. But Holy Father pointed out, to these people on Sunday at the Sistine Chapel. Because if they cry, don't worry about it. Because when a child cries in church, it's a beautiful homily. And then he concluded his uh, teaching on Sunday at the baptisms when he said, don't forget, you bear the Holy Spirit within the children. You bear the Holy Spirit within the children. Again, my friends, you know, we need to understand that as a people of life, trying to build up a culture and the civilization of life and love, as Holy Father St. Pope John Paul would often say. And as Catholics especially, when we bring our children to be baptized, there is an enormous responsibility that goes with that. It's not just a one-time, here you go, see you again in a few years We need to understand exactly what the sacrament is, why we do it, 
and the responsibility as parents that come with having our children baptized. So we pointed that out to them and, and, and really, uh, again, an, a, a beautiful teaching from Pope Francis saying that it is up to the parents to catechize, to assist, uh, to help them learn, to give example, give witness in living their faith. We're seeing uh, so often now uh, parishes and, and masses that are not well attended. In fact, if you look around at your Sunday Mass when you go, how many young families do you see? Where are they? Where'd they go? Why aren't they coming? Why aren't children, or rather parents, bringing their children to Mass? Why aren't young adults coming to Mass? Why are our numbers continually uh, to dwindle? It all starts with with the baptism of our children. If we're doing that and we're having our children baptized, you need to bring them to Mass. You need to come to Mass and, and be a part of the community. There's a responsibility that goes with that. And Holy Father reminded the parents Sunday, 30 of them, 30 children, who came to the Sistine Chapel on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord to be baptized. So that's from Sunday. I also want to share with you a little bit of his Angelus message from Sunday, uh, and then some of his uh, homily from New Year's Day when the Holy Father uh, gave a great teaching uh, about the Blessed Mother on the Feast of the Solemnity, Mary, Mother of God. So I'll take a break. When I come back, we'll get to that. Don't go away, friends. There's more to come on Come to Me. did not start the church. The church started the Gospels. The church did not come out of the Gospels. It was the Gospels that came out of the church. The church preceded the New Testament, not the New Testament, the church. Men did not believe in the resurrection because the gospel said there was a resurrection. The gospel writers wrote down the story of the crucifixion, for example, and the resurrection because they believed it. Now in like manner. The church did not come to believe in the virgin birth because the Gospels tell us there is a virgin birth. It was because the living word of God in his mystical body, the church already believed it, and they set it down in the Gospels. Listen to Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen every Sunday morning at 7.30, right here where you are family, Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Sister Anne Shields speaking to you from Food for the Journey, a program that is heard on Domestic Church Radio Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. I want to encourage you to listen to that program, not because I'm doing it, but because I speak of the scripture readings for the day, and the Word of God is what gives us life. Brothers and sisters, today we need life. What have you done for your marriage today? I gave my wife a hug this morning. I told her I love her. Instead of sitting on the couch, I helped to clean up. I cooked my husband's uh, favorite breakfast. I sent my husband a love email. What have I done for my marriage today? It's a good question. 
gave her a call and say, thinking of her. And the kids. I uh, did her hair this morning. I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> We're going to the museums as a family. What have I done for my marriage today? I made my wife coffee and breakfast this morning. It's going to be her birthday next week, so I've been spending time today making arrangements to make that extra special. Oh, we're spending the day together. I bought her an orchid. <laughs> Hassan was able to let me sleep in by taking him care of him in the morning. I read the newspaper to my wife, and it cracked her up. She's, but she's still laughing. <laughs> what have you done for your marriage today? Small changes can make a world of difference. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. Do you want to end abortion? Halt the attack on traditional marriage and ensure religious freedom for ourselves and for our grandchildren? To do this, we must convert the culture. St. Paul's Street Evangelization is a grassroots initiative that recognizes this need and takes it to the streets. If you're interested in peacefully sharing the gospel in your area, visit streetevangelization.com to learn more. We want to invite you to pray the rosary with us. The rosary is many things, but perhaps the best way to think about the rosary is to think about it as a spiritual place, as an invisible chapel that you can enter into even in a busy time of life. Pray the Holy Rosary with Father Benedict Groeschel, mornings at 9.30, right here on Domestic Church Radio. Hi, I'm Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hard-working people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. I'm going to share with you some, I think the Holy Father's Angelus message from Sunday, you know, he gave a beautiful teaching on the feast of Mary, mother of God, the solemnity on January 1st. It's, but I don't, I, I wouldn't get through most of it. I, I don't want to cut it short. So we'll get, we'll do that another time, maybe, maybe tomorrow. Um, but it's beautiful teaching, but I'll, so I'll go to the Angelus message from Sunday from Pope Francis. 
Uh, but before we do that, I'm very happy now because I'm starting to see on our bulletin board some postings about the uh, events that are taking place as we get closer to the March for Life. Uh, there will be, first of all, um, on January 22nd, which is the actual anniversary of the uh, Supreme Court decision, there's going to be a Respect Life Evening of Prayer at St. Raphael Holy Angels Parish over here in Hamilton, 6.30 to 8 p.m., in observance of the 47th anniversary of the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision, the St. Raphael Holy Angels Parish's Respect Life Committee invites you to an evening of prayer for the protection of the unborn babies. Mass is at 6.30 in the evening, followed by Eucharistic exposition and benediction. So a beautiful evening of prayer, my friends. If you're in the Hamilton, New Jersey area, Next Wednesday, the 22nd, 6.30 p.m., St. Raphael Holy Angels Parish, and that's located at, well, the address isn't coming up. Why not? I'm clicking on it here, and there's no address. But there it is. 3500 South Broad Street in Hamilton. 3500 South Broad Street in Hamilton. Next Wednesday, January 22nd, 6.30, Mass, followed by exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and benediction. So some time for beautiful prayer, starting with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass on the 22nd of January. Then also, I understand from our friends here in Hamilton, also at St. Raphael's, uh, they are providing a bus to the March for Life on Friday, January 24th. There, It's no cost. They will take up a free will collection to help defray the cost. There's no actual cost for the bus, uh, but it's from uh, leaving from St. Raphael Holy Angels Parish on Friday, January 24th at 6.30, a uh, mass rather, 6.30 a.m. mass. The bus will leave at 7.15. There are about 13 remaining seats. So if you want to go to the march and you're over here in this part of Mercer County or over in Bucks maybe or some of you want to, you're close enough to St. Raphael Holy Angels Parish, 3500 South Broad Street in Hamilton, they have some space on their bus. Uh, when this was posted, I'm not sure when it was posted, it said there were 13 seats remaining, but it's free, my friends. They will take up a free will offering because you've got to you know, help the cost. And gasoline is expensive. The bus rental is expensive, uh, but it's free. Uh, just um, I'll give you a phone number to call. Uh, Trish is the bus captain's name, and the number is 609-424-424. 7444. So if you're interested in the bus from St. Raphael's, uh, hoping there, well, they're right now, apparently still some seats available, 609 424 7444. You can give Trish a call. Also, go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, click on the bulletin board link. And then you can check out all these uh, events, and, and there's some other things coming up. If you have an event that you want posted, please use the event form there. And especially, I'm emphasizing, if you have are having uh, Respect Life events, masses, liturgies, prayer services, benediction, rosaries, whatever, or you have a bus, you want to get some people on it, take them to the March for Life in Washington, please post it. Let us know about it so we can get the word out. But go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and up on the top, click on the bulletin board link, 
and you can check out all this that I've just shared with you plus more. And there's also an opportunity there for you to fill out the event form to get information to us as well. I stress it every year. Please use us. <laughs> it's free. We don't charge for any of this. And we reach so many people every day. It's a great way to promote your uh, events, whatever they are. But especially now, this month, uh, for the March for Life and other Respect Life uh, prayer opportunities, liturgies, etc. Domesticchurchmedia.org. Click on the bulletin board link, and you can just fill out the form and submit it, and we get it, and we post it, and I take a look at it, and I can hopefully share some of this information with our listeners here on this program each day. So uh, take advantage of that. I also, again, want to thank, you know, we you heard the spot there for Talking Catholic with Mike Walsh and the Diocese of Camden produces that program once a, a week for us. I also want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna. Uh, You heard them just before this program with uh, Just Be You, our brand new program here on Domestic Church Media. It's so important that we get all these wonderful holy men and women on the air, uh, locally, proclaiming the joy of the gospel. I I get so excited about these, uh, and they're all volunteers, by the way. You know, they're all volunteers, but they take time out of their busy days to produce a good program that we can put on the air and share with you. Those two I mentioned, of course, you know, Bruce DeBacco, who will be here again on on Monday for Come to the Throne. Uh, He comes here every first and third Mondays. Bill Marr and George Rose once a month with Brothers in Arms. The Bishop, of course, comes every first Friday. Father Steve DeLacy, who produces the Vocation Hour from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, uh, Jocelyn Rodriguez, who produces La Voz de Dios, the Spanish-speaking uh, program we put on at 5 o'clock on uh, Sundays. Now Cheryl's program is back, her music program. We salvaged some of her, about 40 or 45 of her programs from the cloud. We got them out of the cloud, and now we're putting them back on again. Of course, Cheryl joins me on Fridays uh, for two hours of Friday Live, and I bring you this program three days a week. Uh, we're so thrilled that we are able to do these local programs in addition to the wonderful programming provided by EWTN. I've been an honored affiliate of EWTN for 25 years. Uh, I I was thinking back on this the other night, and I was uh, sitting at home and just pondering when this all began. And it was was, uh, November, actually. I think November or December of 1995 that I first sat behind a Catholic radio microphone. So 25 years uh, in the fall, it'll be that I've been doing this, and I am so. And ever since I first began, I have been in touch and been working with faithfully with EWTN, the the largest and finest uh, religious media outlet in the in the world. And we're so thrilled to be a, 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 an affiliate of theirs and friends of theirs. In fact, Cheryl and I are going down there uh, in March, early March. We have a, an appointment down there with a few things and. I'll have some exciting news about that, too, as we get closer to the date. Uh, just uh, very happy and excited about all that. So thank you, my friends, because none of this happens, again, without you, your prayers, and your support. And just real quick, real quick pitch, if you would like to support this work, please, when you go to our website, click the Donate Now button. You can make a donation of any amount, whatever is comfortable with, for you, using your debit or credit card. Or write to me here at Domestic Church Media, 
P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628. Let's go to Holy Father's Angelus message from Sunday, and he explained that Jesus shows us how to fulfill the Father's plan with filial obedience, meekness, simplicity, and respect as we go about our mission to witness and proclaim the Father's boundless love for all of his children. Recalling the joy of having just baptized several babies at the Vatican, I just shared that with you, Holy Father Pope Francis addressed the pilgrims gathered at St. Peter's Square for his Angelus prayer and spoke about how Christians today must adopt Jesus' meek and simple attitude. Each year, of course, the Holy Father celebrates the Feast of the Baptism by baptizing babies in the Sistine Chapel. I just shared his words with you from there. And he reflected on the liturgy there with them, uh, According to the Gospel of Matthew, he said the evangelist describes the dialogue between Jesus, who asks to be baptized, and John, the Baptist, who's surprised by this request because he knows that the Messiah did not need purification, and in fact, it is he who needed to be baptized by the Lord. But God, the Holy Father said, is the Holy One. His ways are not ours, and Jesus is God's way, a way that is unpredictable. I was sharing some thoughts uh, a few days ago with someone about just life in general, and you can all probably identify with this. You know, we pray every day, and we have certain requests from the Lord, certain needs, certain things that we pray for, certain direction we think we would like to go in or whatever the intention is. And Holy Father says it here. Our Lord is, and God is a God of surprises. We never know what direction He's going to take us in. Our responsibility is to be docile to his will. Our responsibility is to be open to what the Lord has for us. He did not create us for nothing. He created us for a purpose. First of all, we know that God created us to know him, to love him, to serve him in this life so that we can be happy with him forever in the next. But while we're in this life, he gives us a great mission. And what is that mission? You know, we have uh, Deacon Anthony who comes on with us once a month on the Friday program with his senior spirituality segment. And it used to be in the old days, I guess, you know, when people retired. Now, I just turned 65 in December. When my dad turned 65, he retired. He stayed active. He would volunteer and do things. And uh, But I, I have no intention of retiring. I don't feel like I need to yet. <laughs> Maybe some of you do think I need to. But I don't think I need to retire yet. I think I still have a lot of work to do. But we all have a mission. And God gives us these missions in this life to build up the kingdom here on earth. To build up the church. And one day, he will call us home. And we pray, we hear those words from the Lord. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master's house. Hmm? So Holy Father reminded the uh, people, the pilgrims uh, in St. Peter's Square on Sunday that 
His ways are not always ours. You know, we may uh, not understand in our prayer why we didn't get an answer the way we wanted it, why we didn't get the answer we wanted. We're not sure. God, who sees all things in the present moment, takes us on a great journey, and sometimes he will draw straight with crooked lines. He'll take us through many, many different avenues, valleys, and peaks, and, and show us ways that we would never even have considered to get to the point that he wants us to be at eventually. The Holy Father said the Son of God came to distance, to bridge the distance between humanity and God, and he said if Jesus is completely on God's side, he's also completely on humanity's side. That's why Jesus replied to John, allow it now, and thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. That is, the Holy Father said, he fulfills the Father's plan, which comes by way of filial obedience and solidarity with the frail and sinful humanity. It is the path of humility and of all the closeness of God to his children. The Holy Father explained that Jesus fulfills his mission in the world with a style that goes against the spirit of the world. This is the attitude of the meek, and this is what Jesus teaches us with his humility. His meekness, the attitude of simplicity, of respect, of moderation, and hiddenness, which he also required of the Lord's disciples today. Unfortunately, Pope Francis said, many people boast about being the Lord's disciples, but they're not good disciples of the Lord. Rather, the good disciple is the humble one, the meek one, the one who does good without making a show of it. Pope Francis said Christians are called to go out to meet others, always proposing, not imposing, giving testimony, sharing real life with people. I think I've shared with you that uh, Christmas, my our daughter, Angela, who lives in New York, came home for a couple of days to be with us, and she brought her friend. Uh, her friend is a wonderful uh, young man who was raised Muslim, although he says he does not practice the Islam uh, anymore, Islam faith anymore. But he's searching, and we were sitting there uh, on Christmas Eve, and we have a Bible there on our on our table in our family room, and big family Bible. And he picked it up and he started thumbing through it. And Jam- his name is Jamil. Jamil is is deaf. Now I don't I don't know American Sign Language. Cheryl's been taking some classes. Of course, Angela is very fluent in it. But so. Angela and Jamil and, and I were sitting there on the couch, and Jamil was thumbing through the Bible. And he communicated with Angela to ask me a question. What was my favorite verse in the Bible? And I said, well, I have many, but I did go to uh, Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavily burdened. That's always been a special one to me. And then in our family Bible, any of the words spoken by our Lord, they're in red. He was asking questions about that. Anyway, he was he's searching. And he, he came to Christmas Day celebration at our family's house the, the next day with all of my uh, siblings and, th- and, and nieces and nephews. The whole gang was there. And uh, it was his birthday. His birthday was Christmas Day. And uh, my sister prepared, had a cake for him and prepared, had to say happy birthday in American Sign Language. And just showing him that although he's not of our faith, that he's certainly a child of God. We recognize that, and he's a good man, and, 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 and we just show him 
we go out, you know, we didn't 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 impose our faith, but rather just by our witness tried to propose sharing this real life that is just a part of our family culture. And that's what Holy Father said we as Christians we need to do. You know, we go back to the to the to the Acts of the Apostles, and we read about the early church, and one of my favorite, and I don't know the chapter or verse, but I know that it was said, see how they love each other. And that's, that's a, what a great witness that is for we as Christians. People want to join a church where you can see how they love each other. I want to be a part of that. Did you ever meet somebody in your life who just seemed to have the, the, the understanding and the true meaning of what life is all about through his or her spirituality. And you say, well, how did you get that way? How did you get so happy, so peaceful, so joyful, so faithful? It's a grace, isn't it? It's a grace that's available to all of us if we want it. We just have to learn how to recognize it, accept it, and, and then live it. Holy Father said, as soon as Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove, while a voice resounded from on high saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And he concluded his remarks with a reminder to those present that in the feast of the baptism of the Lord, we discover our own baptism. Pope Francis says, just as Jesus is the Father's beloved Son, we too, reborn by water and the Holy Spirit, know that we are our beloved children, the object of the Father's pleasure, brothers and sisters, among many other brothers and sisters, entrusted with a grand mission to witness and proclaim the Father's boundless love to all men and women. Think about that. Just stop and, 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 and absorb that a little bit. We are entrusted with a grand mission by our baptism to witness and proclaim the Father's boundless love to all men and women. That's our mission. It's not to kick each other in the back of the head and to point out each other's faults. It's not to, to tear each other down. We are called with this grand mission to witness and proclaim the Father's boundless love to all men and women. And Holy Father said, for those who don't know when they were baptized, he proposed a homework assignment. Find out the date of your baptism. And then he called on them to celebrate the date of their baptism every year, reminding everyone that this is also a duty of justice to the Lord who has been so good to us. So there's your assignment from the Vicar of Christ. If you don't know, find out the date of your baptism. I mentioned to you earlier, my baptism day is January 30th, and I was baptized up at St. Joseph's uh, Church in Bogota, New Jersey, Bergen County. And I don't get back every year, but a, a, a few years ago, I did. I think the 30th was on, was, on, was on a Saturday, and I got up there, and I spent just the, the afternoon in the church. And I went to the baptismal font, and I met a priest there, and I said, Father, I was baptized here. Actually, I went to confession. <laughs> <laughs> I went to confession, and I said, I haven't been back here in, my goodness, 30 years. And he thought I meant I haven't been back to confession. <laughs> I said, no, no, Father. I've been in confession plenty of times. I need it. I said, but this is my church of my baptism. I haven't been here back here in 30 years or so. Anyway, 
But I love going to the baptismal font and just kind of embracing it, just wrapping my arms around it, because that's where I was given my name, my Christian name. That's where I was baptized into Christ. That's where it all began. That's where the mission that perhaps I'm in the middle of right now was given to me at that time. But a beautiful way to celebrate, and Holy Father reminds us, if you don't know the date of your, your baptism, find out when it is and celebrate it. Celebrate it. You should, we should celebrate that day. So again, a, another beautiful teaching by Pope Francis. And, um, you know, my friends, as we go through these lessons and teachings, and as we go through our, all of our broadcasts throughout our day, it gives me great joy and, and consolation knowing that there are so many of you who are listening, who are, and I, as I said, over the holidays, over Christmas, over throughout the Advent season, receive your little notes and letters and emails on how much these stations mean to you and what it does for you to be a part of our broadcasts. And that is what this is all about. It is heeding, as I said earlier, heeding our Lord's great commission to go into the world and bring the good news. That's what domestic church media does. And for as long as God allows us to be here, for as long as our family members support us and allow us to be here, we will do this faithfully, in all truth, without compromise, never watering down, but always proclaiming the gospel truth bringing Jesus to the world. Okay, I got to go. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Until then, my friends, let's pray for each other. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God love you. God bless you.